This the remix. Is Miami in the house? Is Atlanta in the house? Is New York in the house? DJ finally ready to start recording this the very first episode of fantasy tavern welcome everybody welcome one and all so uh took a little bit to figure out which platform i was going to use to record this tonight um i wanted to try and post to at least two different uh website platforms and um, I'm not technically savvy whatsoever, so this took a little bit of doing, even though it was incredibly simple. Um, and I wanted to try and add a little bit more aesthetic to the wall behind me as well in preparation for this podcast to add sort of a visual element to it as well. So um, that is now all sorted out for now. That's uh, probably going to be changing and evolving along with the podcast as we go. So that's something that to look forward to. Um, and also very important to the tavern aspect of this is snacks needed to get purchased. So I think I have everything that I need here. Uh, let's go over a little bit of snacks and a little bit of aesthetic behind me before we get started. So what did I get here? Um, first and foremost, very important, something spicy. So we have here the Cheetos Spicy Popcorn. Uh, I opted for a popcorn. And we were doing the Flamin' Hot flavor. Um, this is a nod to uh, our Disney Plus show, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, that is currently airing. Uh, no chopsticks, though. We're going full, full fingers in the bag today. Uh... This is just raw dog in it tonight with the flaming Hot Popcorn. Um, but I find that this type versus the Cheetos, there's minimal uh, orange dust on the fingers, so it's not too, too bad. Uh, what else did I get that's like savory thing? Uh, we got some beef jerky here, hemp free smoked beef jerky, because I got that beef jerky money. Uh, so, got, that ja got the Jack Links. So you know I got them links. 
Uh, what else we got here? We got some Twix. Mini Twix. Halloween candy is officially hit the shelves at the store. This is for me, though. This is not for any trick-or-treaters. This is my Twix, because fuck them kids. So those are for me. Fun-sized. Also, like, it is similar to me. Very fun-sized. Those are crucial. You gotta have some of these hanging around in the stash. Twix is like god to your chocolate bar. Next to like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. For the Halloween candy. Yeah, Twix is pretty good. Uh, I got all of my snacks at Dollarama. So they didn't have a bounty bar. They had they had generic island bar. So I pick up pick up by the generic island bar today. It's enough they don't have bounty. We don't have that. <laughs> so we got delicious coconut island bar. Um the impasta. It comes with three bars instead of two though. This is like the the big bounty. So uh maybe that's better. Is it is it really much different? I don't know. But um it says product of Turkey, so I mean Turkish people make pretty good, pretty good snacks and treats. So not mad at it. It's just funny because it's like, is it a bounty? They just call it Island Bar, the bar, the official bar of the islands. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, pardon my cough. It's not, it's not Rona. Don't worry, everybody. Um, it's a, it's a, another treat that I'm indulging in as we uh, engage on this podcast journey. I won't I won't mention I won't mention some of the treats I'm having because uh, depending on the platform I'm posting this on and who's listening to it. Uh, by the way, before we go any further, I guess I should um, once again mention this is an 18 plus podcast. I'm obviously going to try to uh, rein in the swearing and the inappropriate commentary. As much as possible, um, so that uh, my, I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, it happens to video, shadow banned, demonetized, whatever the fuck. See, I'm already starting. So, just letting you know, it is 18+. plus. You have been warned. Um, hide your kids. Fuck them kids, as I already said. So, um, okay, hope, hope that's been officially clarified. Um, I'm already enough of a child, as you can see by the massive pile of snacks that is now accumulating in my desk drawer. So we don't need any more children here. Uh, And then the last thing we have here are the gummies. Very, very important. Gummies are very important to have. These are not necessarily things that you're going to find in the tavern. Um, as we go through the podcast, we'll have some more foods that are, like, tavern-specific. Um, but th- these are things that I think if I had a tavern, I would have as, as snacks and treats. Uh, so we've got both of these that are apparently made with real fruit. One is dare real fruit. Plant-based gummies, so I'm guessing that just means no gelatin. Uh, so, like, they're vegan gummies. Uh, Yes. So plant-based, vegan, peanut-free, gluten-free, no artificial colors or flavors, and 3.5 times more real fruit, whatever the hell that means. 
And of course, the OG, the Elston, the Uber Alice, Gummy Fashion, um, Hot Bone Gold Bears. This is a, you can tell though, this one is made for North America because there's no German on the packaging. The actual German one, you'll see like it has it and like all everything here. The, the slogans and whatever in all the flavors on the back would be in German. But, um, and I feel like the formula has changed a little bit since I've been housing them, but more or less the same. Also made with real fruit. Also definitely made with gelatin. So just be mindful of that. But there's actually some pretty good shit in these. So if you're picking gummy bears, probably these two are, are, are gummies of any kind. These ones are pretty good. Okay. So um, what else was I gonna say here? I didn't really write a script per se for this. Um, kind of just winging it, but I think that should be okay. And in light of uh, the millions of hours that I spent trying to figure out how I was gonna do the recording of this and then making sure I had all my notes for all of the different things that I wanna talk about in this first inaugural podcast, um, I was also trying to get my room set up here as uh, as mentioned before. So I have a little sign here that I wanted to put up because I'm trying to model this after podcasts that other people have done. So we have the um, soon to be neon signage, but in lieu of the neon signage right now, um, we have just like a regular, um, you know, little slide letter sign that I found, like a mini one that I found at Walmart, as well as um, what was supposed to be, I'll just tilt the camera up here, to my, to my left, what was supposed to be a neon, do-it-yourself neon sign that went horribly, horribly wrong. Um, basically, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take the metal sort of um, pipe cleaner thing that it, they give you, you're supposed to form it into the letters that you want of whatever you want your neon sign to say. And then once you're done, you're supposed to then take your neon tubing, wrap it around all of the metal, and then zip tie it into place, cut the zip ties, and then you're supposed to be left with a word. So, even without cutting the zip ties, as you can see, nailed it! This is so fucking bad, guys. It's supposed to say, it's backwards here in the video, I know that too, but it's supposed to say fantasy. I'm not sure what exactly happened in this area. This was supposed to be a T, and it fell apart. This was supposed to be the S, and the Y was supposed to... I was supposed to use whatever the long tail that was left to be the Y was supposed to go underneath. Um, it didn't work. 
didn't work at all. So I'm going to try and redo this at some point later and maybe just make it into like a design of some kind of like a, maybe just a freeform abstract design. I, sometimes my creativity works and sometimes it fails miserably. So this, this is a situation where it did not work out for me. We're going to get rid of that. The cat really enjoys playing with that actually. It's his new favorite toy. So we're going to just pretend that never happened. Um, and then this is the sign that I purchased. The sign was, I think, a really good investment. The only thing is that the um, distance that you can actually put it somewhere isn't very long. So I put it up on, I put it up on the wall here. And... Take it off just to show you guys because what I realize now that I'm recording and I don't know if that's going to help if I turn off this big light but I need something so you guys can actually see and it is of course backwards and I don't know how to flip that now I'll figure out how to do it I guess in the post editing uh, part of it but that was the other thing that I did not realize when I started recording is that everything's going to be reversed so I need to figure out a way to get my sign up so that all of this is flipped the correct way. So that was also kind of a fail. However, uh, not a huge loss because once again, a lot of this is going to be um, just audio. So I'm not that upset with it not turning out exactly the way I want this time around. Um, there's some things that I can go through as we're recording. Uh, mirror video. This does not affect the recorded video. Oh, okay. Let me see if this helps. Okay. Let's see here. Yeah, but see, what if I don't like that? Because then it makes my face look weird being in the mirror. Yeah, I don't know if I like, I don't know if I like mirror, mirror land. But see... If I do it like that, then you guys can see what the sign says. So, it was supposed to say fall hotless, bitch. <laughs> As you can see, it's a little bit too close to the wall. I'll take, I'll turn the light off, so maybe I'll turn it a little better. Let's see. No, see, that just turns it into, like, a huge into just a light box. So we'll have to tweak with the lighting a little bit for the next podcast to figure out how that's going to work, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll move the desk a little bit closer. So we'll see. But as you can see, what it was supposed to say, fall hotless, bitch. I see you. So... Fall out, let's get into it. So, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> also, to me realizing me using my uh, my opening music for the podcast, I'm not really sure how long it's going to take for that to get flagged for um, copyright. Uh, I'll have to create some sort of opening music so that. Uh, it's not, like, it's so that it's just original uh, music and it doesn't get flagged. 
But in the meantime, we'll put that back up on the wall and we'll we'll deal with that with that whole mess a little bit later. There we go. Pop that back up. So like most things that I attempt to do starting out, a little bit of a disaster, but that's that's good. It's okay. I think we're gonna be okay. So let's uh, flip this back because I'm I'm not enjoying Mirrorland, not at all. I don't like that. There, I like this. I like this way better. Really doesn't affect anything, but I'll keep that in mind for next time. If we go to, if I have to show you guys anything, I'll flip it so that it uh, hopefully will will make it not backwards, so that you guys can actually see what I'm talking about. Okay, so I think that the the inspiration for this first episode, um, Fall Hot List Bitch, uh, other than other than the or the one and only Britney Spears, um, this is a, a time of year when you know, especially depending on where you live, the temperatures dropping, we are retreating back indoors. Um, we're looking for anything and everything that we can find that's going to distract us and keep us from, you know, perceiving any of the existential dread that's going on outside of our houses. Uh, that's where all of the wonderful media that we have in store for us in this fall season comes in. Um... As previously mentioned, Halloween is coming up. It'll be here before we know it. Um, we have different holidays coming up. And we've got a whole new lineup of different pop culture offerings that I can't wait to share with you guys. Uh, hopefully these will be some very good suggestions for all of you. And these are things that I kind of just curated on my own here. Um, the, the whole setup of the of the tavern as I kind of sort of positioned it on social media when I was trying to promote it earlier this week. I sort of want this to be um, a very sort of approachable podcast um, with sort of a, not necessarily interactive component, but I, I definitely want people who listen to it to be involved in the process. So um, I for sure I'm welcoming anybody who has recommendations or suggestions for things that they want me to talk about. Um, I'm kind of open to um, anybody's sort of special interests. Um, and also if anybody wants to um, come on to co-host or um, come on for an interview or offer any sort of like expert opinion on any to upcoming topic on the podcast that they're interested in, um, I'm once again more than willing to uh, have you guys on. Um, they'll generally be about um, 60 minute episodes, so there's plenty of time to discuss pretty much anything to your heart's content. Um, it's not really um, limited to a ton of, uh, you know, 
different criteria. Like, you can kind of just come in and kind of set your own uh, little, as I said, script or not script. You can kind of just riff and talk about kind of anything you want to talk about. And I'm kind of open to that. So this is something where, uh, again, like I said before, it, it's going to be a very, like, a way to have things be approachable for the listener. Um, I want it to be basically like you're going into your favorite cafe, coffee shop, pub, bar, tavern sort of atmosphere. Uh, you are sitting down, having your drinks, having your food, um, and, you know, starting that conversation about what have you guys been listening to? What have you guys been watching? What have you guys been reading? Um, what should I be into this is what I'm kind of into um and then you know go from there things that uh and, and you know in the in the interest of not gatekeeping or um turning people away from new and exciting things I think it's a great uh, option to have you know just a list of other people's interests other people's you know, recommendations for things, suggestions for things. Because um, sometimes you don't know where to start uh, in terms of finding uh, a new genre of music, a new TV show. Um, you don't know what to go see at the movie theater. And that's where this podcast comes in. It's something that you can, you know, quickly turn tune into, look for the um, the topic of choice, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have some icebreakers, you have some conversation pieces, and then you have some jumping off points in terms of going on that exploration to find uh, something new and exciting. And it might be, you know, based in a comfort thing that you have, a, a certain type of thing that you like to watch, that you like to listen to, but, um, you know, taking it in a, in a new and exciting direction. So this is the beginning of your fantasy tavern experience. And remember, fantasies are kind of the concept of making whatever we have in our heads, uh, giving it sort of a tangible visual, giving it a sound, giving it a, a name, um, you know, speaking some existence into something that is you know, just kind of a dream or something that is just kind of a thought or an idea. So that is basically the concept of the whole fantasy aspect of it. Um, fantasy can be like in terms of sci-fi and, you know, historical, that sort of fantasy. It could be in terms of like a sports team it could be in terms of just the fantasy of a fictional um, or conceptual album or television show or movie uh, or video game. It could be uh, fantasy in the sense of, you know, a sexual excitement. Um, fantasy ultimately is somebody's, um, somebody's concept of something that's in their head that may not necessarily be real and you know that's the option of having it brought to life in terms of media 
Um, and we've got some really good jumping off points here. I couldn't put every single thing that's coming out or come out for this season, unfortunately. Um, and again, if you want to come for me in the comments or uh, in my DMs or whatever for anything that I forgot to mention, please do because I will for sure bring it up in a subsequent episode. Um, that's something that I don't mind addressing later. There's going to be things that I will forget in the Fantasy Tavern first episode, for sure. And I'm going to be double-checking facts on some of the shows and some of the TV, movie, um, music, artist stuff as I go here on my phone because I want to give you guys a brief synopsis of what each item is that I'm bringing up here. I don't just want to like list off titles. Uh, I do want to try and give sort of like a little brief without giving too much away. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff here that I can't really give anything away because the, the, the stuff hasn't even dropped yet. It's like a, a watch out for thing, but some of the stuff is out, is already out. Um, so, uh, without g giving any spoilers, I, I, I'll do the best I can for those ones. Um, but yeah, we got some really good stuff here. So I'm going to try and take some breaks, but basically for the first podcast, um, I want to try and go the full way through. Um, but I will take like a couple, you know, like 32 a minute breaks, uh, just, you know, take some water and stuff like that. Um, maybe like run and use the, use the loo. So there are some options here um, for uh, anybody looking to start a podcast um, in the future. Um, so I am currently recording, just to let you guys know, kind of the recording platform I'm using, as well as uh, some of the references that I use to put together these lists. Um, so I am currently recording on Riverside.fm. Uh, this is a website that will allow you for free to uh, record within the website um, and then you can directly uh, upload your videos to YouTube, Spotify, um, anywhere you want to um, upload those to. Uh, you can also upgrade um, for extra money every month for some extra access to different um, features within the website. But for just basic recording purposes, um, it's great to just kind of keep everything in one place. Uh, you can record multiple clips and put them together. Um, it records in a pretty high audio and visual quality. And I like that uh, it will allow me to post to the websites that I was interested in. So uh, everything's kind of just a one-stop shop. It's pretty seamless for me. Uh, so if you're looking into doing any recording that way, um, Riverside is my recommendation. Um, there's lots of other options out there, but this is the one I'm using right now. Uh, and then in terms of getting some of the information for uh, all of the different, um, like the, all the different recommendations that I'm going to have for you guys, um, just a matter of going on some different websites to look at, uh, you know, some specific um, types of websites for each thing. So, uh, you know, you've got IGN for your video games. Um, you've got 
um, uh, as well as like Forbes, Game Informer, Polygon. You've got Time. Uh, you've got Vulture, Pitchfork, um, CBC, all different websites like that for um, all of the video, uh, audiovisual type of stuff. So thank you very much to any of those websites for all of the, you know, combined um, glut of information that I'm about to lay on you. Um, so I'll just take a drink here. <coughs> and um, yeah, basically um, doing all the work, doing the research, putting in some time. We're, we're laying it out here in the podcast. Um, and then eventually over time, I want to have so, uh, some more local artists, uh, recommendations of things. Um, I want to devote an entire episode, however, to local artists. Um, we're going to stick with more, you know, like mainstream, bigger name artists for this first episode, but um, coming up in a few different episodes, I want to actually have a focus on some of the artists in the GTA area here in Canada, because um, we have some really great visual artists, musicians, performers here in Oakville, um, Burlington, Hamilton, Toronto, uh, Mississauga, surrounding areas, and um, I think that those should get their own um, airtime specifically for that. Uh, and of course, any suggestions that you guys have are much appreciated. Um, I am starting to lose some focus. Uh, this is why we have this. I never drink these. Um, I got this to do the recording tonight because I knew that I was running late and was probably going to start losing focus and get, getting sleepy. So, um, this has been very helpful. Um, this is a Starbucks double shot energy plus coffee mocha fortified coffee drink with B vitamins and taurine and guarana. So, um, I've just kind of been sipping on that with sugar, corn, dextrose, and sucralose. It's corn! <laughs> I love that kid. I have been watching that video like nonstop, the corn kid. Um, so yeah, to start to start this to start this off, let's just have a moment for corn kid, corntastic, absolutely hilarious. Um, ever since I found out the corn was real, I've been really into it. And when I tried it with butter, everything changed. <laughs> um, yeah, that kid is great. Um, just some, just some feel good, just a nice feel good reference to to sort of prepare us for for some some good feel good hot feel good hot list. And then of course um, the tavern experience could not be complete without, um, in my case, an alcoholic beverage. Uh, if you don't drink. Um, that's totally fine. Uh, don't want to pressure anyone. Um, and because I have my double shot, I'm not going to be drinking too much. 
during this episode. Um, I'm also on some new medications, so I have been trying to avoid drinking a ton of alcohol um, the last couple weeks um, because it uh, it amplifies the effects of the medication, which causes me to can cause me to be quite drowsy. So, uh, and I already am a bit of a drowsy person, so uh, we're gonna try to avoid dr excess drinking. But um, didn't get anything too taverny this time around. That's gonna be uh, in a couple weeks when things uh, start cooling off. I'll be doing more of like the beer and the red wine, more kind of like quintessentially taverny drinks. But right now I'm still kind of in, in the white wine phase. Uh, so, uh, because I was in a bit of a rush, um, I, I came back from work to do this and left a lot later than I wanted to, uh, hit up Walmart to try and get these little things from my room and probably shouldn't have bothered. It was kind of a waste of time, but I did get this. It was kind of cute. Actually, I got this little, from Dollarama again, it's flipped. So. I'll, I'll flip it so you guys can see what it says. Hold on. I'll just, I'll just read it out so you guys can see what it says. Autumn Blessings. This is the most basic bitch shit in the entire world. I don't know what possessed me to buy this, but I had to have it. It was super cute. It was like the only one left on the shelf too. So, I don't know, something told me to buy it. So I did. Uh, so that's my little Autumn Blessings basic bitch pumpkin. Um, it isn't even quite autumn yet. It is still definitely like three weeks until the official start of autumn, but I don't care. Have my little pumpkin. Can't tell me nothing. So we're going to put that over there. I don't know. So there's it's something about reverse mirror land that's like really freaking me out and I don't like it. Um, we're just going to switch that back here. There, and now all is right with the world. Um, yeah, so we've got our just, you know, normal Jacob's Creek Moscato, white wine, Australian. Um, it's, um, it, it contains sulfites. <laughs> I don't know what else you need to know. Um, it'll get you drunk. It's, it's made of grapes. Um, yeah, enough said, uh, down the hatch. As you can see, I'm going, I'm, I'm going the non, non-glass route, cause, uh, the tavern rules dictate that you can have whatever vessel you want, and, um, I'm just gonna go, again, raw dog in it, no, no glass, we don't need to dirty any glasses here. It's a little sweet, but it's good. Okay, so I've sectioned everything off here. And this was actually kind of inspired as well. The book that I'm actually using to record everything. This is a book that my aunt gave me to record any of my 
um, favorite, you know, media discoveries. And she wrote down a couple um, suggestions for me when she gave me this book. Um, I also did not include podcasts in this particular one because, again, I'm going to do podcasts as a whole separate episode. Um, I want to do uh, sort of an exploration into pop culture podcasts specifically. So I wanted to keep the podcasts themselves as a separate episode separate from all the media. Um, we're going to do extra episodes as well, like, specifically for, uh, you know, um, superhero franchise stuff, um, video game stuff, um, in, in, like, local music stuff. Um, I have a whole bunch of different topics that I've kind of, like, set up in advance to discuss on the podcast, so we're going to do that. Um, there will be a couple live um, episodes too because I really want to do um, a couple lives on YouTube and TikTok and that way I can get people's um, more like immediate feedback on things but I will be reading the comments I will be getting suggestions from people like I promise you that so please tell me anything that needs improving please tell me anything that you want me to discuss on the show and I will consider it um, obviously it is 18 plus and there will be some topics that we'll be discussing that are, you know, um, ha have some vulgarity, they'll be controversial, things like that. But we are going to draw the line at things that are like outright ignorant and offensive, bigoted. Um, like this isn't, uh, Andrew Tate. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't Joe Rogan podcast. This isn't, um... Uh, J.K. Rowling, like, we're, we're not going to be, um, like, and we're not, like, we're not, like, uh, sympathetic with, with people, with problematic people. Like, we'll obviously talk about certain things, um, and be open to a discussion about certain things, but if you're looking for that sort of discourse and rhetoric, this is not the, the podcast for you. Um, please, please take that uh, somewhere else. Um, but yeah. Anyway, with that being said, um, we're gonna dive into some, some movies to start. Now, uh, I'm just gonna just slide, just slide out of the camera for a second. Just real quick. Um, once again, I don't know how, uh, lenient the, um, the services that I'm going to be using to upload the videos are in terms of, um, cannabis use or visuals of cannabis on screen. So, um, I'm going to do my best to partake off screen or not at all throughout this. Um... This time around, I got my treats of the cannabis variety from uh, Burlington. A uh, little known fact about where I live in Oakville, which is in Ontario, Canada. Um, cannabis dispensaries are not allowed in Oakville. Um, basically, there's some kind of bylaw in Oakville where um, 
cannabis dispensaries are not allowed. I don't know why it's been like that since I've lived here, even after everything got legalized. Um, but for some reason, it just is not a thing. There are head shops, like where you can go and buy all the stuff that you can use to smoke the weed, but you can't actually buy the weed at a, at a shop. You have to get it delivered to you. So I use a delivery service, but when I can, and when I'm in Burlington, the next town over, there's like a dispensary on every corner now, so I'll just go and try and, and hit up a dispensary there. So basically, um, this one was called Mihi. Uh, they were very nice. Uh, this was uh, at Hedden Forest, and um, I picked up uh, a new ca a new vape cartridge for my pen. Uh, I picked up some flour. I picked up a couple gummies, like a two pack of gummies. Um, very nice, friendly. You know, just like your typical run of the mill dispensary. Like they they kind of are all the same, more or less. If you go have a look in in Burlington, they're they're kind of more or less alike. Um, so yeah, um, good experience. If you're in Oakville, just be prepared for that. There are no dispensaries. It's kind of a bummer, but yeah. Um, anyway, where was I? Movies. Okay, so I've kind of broken all of the movies down here into sort of like the essential things to watch out for for fall. Um, I'm going to kind of go through each one, as I said. And give a little bit of a synopsis on what each movie is about. So we've got a couple up near the top that are both our superhero movies and our black power melanin movies. That is what we're focusing on to start here. Um, so we have... Yes, yes, okay. Um, of course, we have a uh, new release, The Woman King, which uh, I'm very, very excited for. Um, we're seeing a lot of, like, a return to uh, um, African culture, recognizing of African history, which is very exciting. Um, this is coming out September 16th. Um, it is a historical movie. It's inspired by true events. Um, inspired by the women-led kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th century. Um, so that one looks very exciting. Uh, Viola Davis, uh, heading this one. Um, the all-female unit of warriors, known as the Agogie, and looks pretty dope. Um, a lot of very intense uh, fight scenes, fight choreography. Um, costumes are very epic looking. Um, basically, it's like uh, promoting the the semi-real historical backstory of um, a real, you know, kingdom that a lot of us don't learn about because um, because racism. So, looks exciting. Uh, can't wait to check that one out. Um, next, we have um, 
kind of riffing off of that. We have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, um, another Marvel offering um, coming off of the first Black Panther, um, and of course, um, R.A.P. to Chadwick Boseman. Um, so, basically, uh, we're seeing um, this is going to be the 30th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, and a sequel, of, as I mentioned, to Black Panther. So, the big question that we have here is, um, is, like, who's going to be playing all the different roles? Is it going to be awkward? Um, what's going on? People have questions. So, as we know with Marvel movies, um, we're gonna expect, you know, like, you know, with a big budget, CGI, the explosions, all of that. Um, we are looking at Black Panther here. Um, you don't see Chadwick Boseman on the roster for the film. Um, the premise of it is that T'Challa has passed away and now the leaders of the kingdom have to come through for including from the last movie we have Shuri uh Nakia um and a bunch of other of the other characters that are coming back from the previous Black Panther but that's how they kind of worked it into the um the movie and of course Angela Bassett um we're going to see a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of emotion in this movie. I think it's going to be kind of tough to watch, but it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Um, and of course, we saw, um, this reminded me of The Woman King. We see a lot of the, um, the powerful female warriors in this movie as well as the other tribes, um, like the Jabari, uh, but you do see that kind of vibe as well in this movie. So, um, we've got two, um, big powerhouse movies, uh, for black actors, black culture. Um, and, uh, can't wait to see it. We love to see it. And then we've also got here. Um, this is going to, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, a new um, superhero movie for him. This is coming out on... This is coming out in October. And this is DC Comics, not Marvel. Uh, Black Adam. So this is based on DC character of the same name. Uh, it's supposed to be a spinoff from Shazam. Uh, in the DC Extended Universe, this would be the 11th film. Um, so Dwayne Johnson is playing the title character. Um, there's some different Shazam characters coming back. Uh, Isis, Dr. Fate, and, um, basically, uh, should be an interesting departure. Hopefully not as dark, edgy, and depressing as some of the DC movies that we've seen come out, but not, like, not looking to be as campy as, um, you know, Harley Quinn and some of the other movies that we've seen from DC. 
because um, you know Shazam was always a little bit a little bit campy so I don't know how it looks like they've made this pretty gritty looking but it's it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson who I think has a lot of natural humor in his uh in his acting style so maybe that will come through a little bit um Pierce Brosnan's in it as well uh should be interesting um do they have any kind of premise uh yes yeah, so after nearly 5,000 years of imprisonment Black Adam anti-hero from the ancient city of Kandak is unleashed into modern times his brute tactics and way of justice attract the attention of the Justice, Justice Society of America, who try to stop his rampage, teach him how to be a hero more than a villain, and must team up to stop a force more powerful than Adam himself. Um, Black Adam is an anti-hero. Um, I don't know why, why he gotta be black, though. But uh, it, was, it was up there in the superhero offerings i'm not super familiar with this character to be honest but that is the um sort of uh general uh origin story of black adam he uh oh okay a corrupted ancient egyptian predecessor of captain marvel is what it says here um so i'm sure they'll they'll explain it more in the movies uh if you want to look into the comics more to get some backstory on on Black Adam, then uh, that's kind of like your jumping off point. So that one looks good as well. We have uh, a few other ones that I'm really interested in seeing um, that I'll go through really quickly here. Um, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Um, I just watched the trailer for this the other day. Uh, so, of course, starring Danny Radcliffe. As the title character, Weird Al Yankovic. Um, and the way that they've kind of set this movie up is um, it's, again, very campy, uh, very keeping with Weird Al as a person. Um, he, Weird Al actually does make a cameo in the movie uh, as a music producer, music executive, that uh, he's in an office at some point. You see him, like, make a cameo. Uh, as he's talking to Daniel Radcliffe, playing him in the movie. Um, uh, on a, on a extremely thirsty note, um, Daniel Radcliffe is ex extremely fit in this movie. Like, Weird Al's yoked up. Like, I, if, if I didn't want to fuck out Weird Al before, I, I definitely do now. So that's, that's, uh... That's awkward. Um, that, that's, yeah. That's all I'm really going to say about that. Um, so, basically, there, there's a lot, there's a, quite a few shirtless scenes of him in the movie, on stage and what have you. Uh, you get to see the goods. They are good. Um, very well done. Uh, whoever, whoever made that, that, uh, directing directing choice thank you thank you so much for that um so uh there's a lot of other really good people in this movie too evan rachel wood rain wilson uh quinta brunson so uh it, it's essentially like a biopic 
but it's not like your typical biopic. Um, like there's like a scene where like there's a there's some well known information about how he had like a lot of support from Madonna in the beginning, but um, there's like kind of like again going back to the whole fantasy aspect. There's like this whole kind of surreal moment where Madonna is like at his big mansion, and then they both like have sex. Um, which may or may not have actually happened and definitely probably did not happen the way that they depicted in the trailer in the movie. Um, it, it says it's basically, it's, it's a biopic, but it's a parody of a biopic. So in keeping with Weird Al being, doing everything as a parody, it's kind of like taking his, what happened in his life and making a joke movie out of it. It's like if you would, if you were to watch, um, Walk Hard uh, it would be like that, essentially. Like, that sort of was supposed to be making fun of, like, biopics of, of famous people like Johnny Cash and, like, Brian Wilson and stuff like that. So it's kind of like they're making, it's weird all making fun of himself by, like, taking his real life and kind of making it a surreal, not actually real experience and, like, very much camping it up and putting a lot of jokes in it. So I'm very excited to see it. Um, I, I really um, anticipate me it being my my favorite movie of all time, new, brand new favorite movie of all time. Uh, cannot wait. Um, uh, I'm running out of time a little bit here, so I'm going to try and go through a few other things here. This might be an extra long episode. Uh, might have to make a two parter, but we'll we'll see how much I can actually get through before I, I kind of run out of steam here. So. We've got a few controversial movies here, uh, but uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, we'll start with, like, kind of, I guess, in terms of least controversial at this point now. So there's Till, which is coming out, um, which is, again, another sort of biopic, documentary-style movie. Um Again, if you're if you're looking for a bit more of like a dramatic, intense movie, then um, I recommend this one. But it might be a lot. Um, a lot of big actors in this one as well. This is coming out in October. Um, <coughs> so, excuse me, so sorry. Caffeine. Um, so this movie is basically, uh, again, real life story. Um, it was, uh, focusing about, um, the woman who tried to find justice for, uh, her son, Emmett Till. Of course, we all know Emmett Till was a 14 year old kid in the U.S. who was lynched, um, after false testimony from people about a specific incident that took place uh, and it was an extremely gruesome death and uh, Emmett Hill's mother was very um, active in trying to get justice for her son as well as um, making this story very publicized and having a lot of the graphic images of the death of the funeral um, circulated. Um, when it wasn't really um, something people do, even to this day, because she wanted people to see what happened to her kid. 
Um, so it's a whole, it's a very well known um, story uh, pre uh, pre civil rights, like right pre right pre civil rights time. So um, that's when to watch out for. Uh, we've got um, Call Jane, which is very topical now in the wake of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, so it's about um, a woman who joins an underground network uh, called Jane. And uh, basically they put people in touch with organizations and people who can perform abortions in a time when they were still illegal. And, and, it, and when you were trying to find them, uh, could potentially be extremely dangerous. Um, the mob had a lot of, um, the, the, the market cornered on the back alley abortions back in the day. Um, and they weren't always, uh, legit. So this was kind of, uh, an alternative to that was this organization of women who mostly, uh, and, uh, through a lot of, through the university systems, um, and they did try to get, um, people put in touch with them who were from sort of like lower income areas, um, who may not necessarily have the means to pay for it. There was sort of like a, um, a pooled system of, of helping people pay for these abortions as well. So that's another really good one to watch out for, kind of controversial. Um, now we move on to the quite controversial, um, in this particular time, uh, we have Catherine called birdie, which, um, more con th these ones are more controversial in terms of, uh, the directors. There's one, I guess, with the, with the particular scene in the movie, but these ones would be, uh, a bit more controversial in terms of, uh, who's, who's involved in like the directing and producing of the movie. So Catherine called Birdie, um, is again, uh, partly based on a true story. Um, and, uh, it's directed by Lena Dunham, who, again, the controversial part of it. Um, she's had some, she's had some criticisms on certain things that she's written and certain things that she said, uh, come to light. Um, she's also apparently kind of besties with Taylor Swift, which, depending on who you talk to, is not the most likable person. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the whole scoop mm -hmm. on, uh, Catherine called Birdie. And, uh, it's, um, Bella Ramsey, who played, um, uh, what's her name? Leanna Mar- Mar- I- Leanna Marmot. I call it, I always call her Marmot. Mormont. A Marmot is an animal. <laughs> That's like a weasel. <laughs> or like a ferret. <laughs> and for some, for some reason, I always call her a Jorah Marmot instead of Mormont. <laughs> and then I kind of, it kind of just became a thing that I always call them that now. But it's, it's, that it's not, it's not their last name. <laughs> they are not a, an animal. Um, but yeah, so that is basically, um, who is the title character. 
and it's basically, I don't know, face, kind of facing, like, um, uh, misogyny and, uh, you know, stuff like that, ageism in the, uh, oh, sorry, I'm just gonna let my cat in, in here for one second, he's, he's kind of losing the boat. Maybe he'll come say hi. He's just being very annoying and pawing at the door, so I let him in. I kept the door shut because I didn't want to be too loud while I was um, recording this. Um, yeah, so basically, um, we're going to move on to the next one. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Um, that was involving Olivia Wilde. So this was a recent controversy. Um, involving uh, Shia LaBeouf, I believe, was the whole controversy with this. So Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in this movie. Don't worry, darling. It's a psychological thriller. Uh, they live in, it's like a couple that lives in like a Stepfruity kind of community. It's kind of like that kind of thing. And then there's like, it's not as perfect as it seems, that whole, yeah, that whole story. Uh... Nick Curl's in it, Chris Pine's in it, Florence Pugh is the other person in this controversial uh, sort of thing that's happening. So, uh, let's see if I can kind of um, find the... It doesn't really it doesn't really go over the uh, the controversy here on, you, on Wikipedia. You kind of have to... Uh... Cat, what are you doing over there? So, um, uh, as far as I can remember with this, uh, I'm not up with all the drama of, of celebrity shit, but I'm going to try as best I can to remember the controversy of this. So Shia LaBeouf, as we know, has had some recent, uh, allegations of, of harassment, uh, levied against him. So he as uh, also, he's just very like temperamental actor to work with in in general in addition to these these claims that people make against him um so it's it's sort of like he was he was um he was cast to be in the movie but then he was uncast and now harry styles is playing his part and uh i will mention another movie that harry styles is going to be in as well don't worry, uh, don't worry, darling. And my policeman—that's the other movie that he's, he's supposed to be in. So there's a there's not only the falling out that Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde had, um, but uh, this was all because of Shia LaBeouf, and um, there was something about how apparently Olivia Wilde was saying how like she she was so it was so important. 
for her to get rid of him because he was so problematic. But then it was sort of like a video came out of like Olivia Wilde begging Shia Love to be in the movie or something. Um, uh, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are in a romantic relationship. They kept disappearing together on sets. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it sounds messy as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, when Styles took over the role, um, Oh, yeah, there's some messiness here. Yeah, the, the, there's a video of Olivia telling Shia LaBeouf she wants to work it out. If Miss Flo could commit more, then it could happen. I see. Yeah, that sounds pretty messy. Uh, you and I both know the reasons for my exit. The email reads, I quit your film because your actors and I couldn't find time to rehearse. So apparently he's saying that, like, she's trying to make him look bad when nothing actually, like, really happened. So yeah, sound, sounds, uh, sounds super squirrely. Um, I don't know if that's going to come out on film or not, but, uh, if you're into the drama, if you're into the controversy, the controversy, then check it out. Um, My Policeman. This one was just controversial, I believe, because there was a gay sex scene involving Mr. Harold Styles and it was very spicy and then there was a lot of speculation about his uh his sexuality um which is apparently a huge deal to people um but yeah it's basically a a gay love affair between a policeman and a school teacher or no, uh, there's a policeman and a school teacher are, are, are straight. And then the policeman, who is Harry Styles, falls in love with a museum curator. Um, and that is the gay, that's the gay shit right there. And the problem is that it is still the 50s. And being gay is still illegal. Very much illegal. So they cannot do gay shit. Also, uh, the guy's in a in a straight relationship, so it's not only cheating, but it is gay shit, which is in fact illegal. Um, it is rated R for sexual contents, because Harry Styles does sexuals, gay sexuals, and um, it sounds sounds super hot, and I'm gonna watch it a whole bunch, I think. So, um, that's all good here. Some other uh, honorable mentions in my movie sections are um, Escape from Kabul and Sydney, which are two documentaries that sound really good um, that you want to check out. Uh, End of the Road, because uh, who doesn't love Queen Latifah? So I had to throw it on there because it sounds great. Just because she's in it, I would watch the hell out of that. Um... Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which sounds crazy, and it looks it looks super, super crazy. 
Uh, so I would say check that one out. Uh, Clerks 3. Can't say no to Clerks 3. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, hopefully it's not fucking terrible this time around. And The Silent Twins, which are, again, it's a true story about real-life twins who made up their own language. And it sounds really cool. So those are the um, fall hot list movie suggestions. Cue hype sounds. Bam, bam, bam. We made it through the movies. It's a portion of everything. So I think that uh, we are ready to move on to TV. After we do TV, we'll take a little break and then go through all the music. There's two pages of music. And then we'll wrap it up with books and plays. Books and plays, again, I didn't devote a ton of time to uh, games, books, or plays. Um, I think that that is something that uh, we can cover in subsequent episodes. Um, and I just think that having the movies, TV, and music is something, the most popular ones to touch on. So we're going to focus on those. Moving on to TV. Um, obviously, there's so many things to focus on. Um, I only selected a few things that I thought were going to be really interesting or things that I was into that they're bringing back for another season. Uh, so I tried to pick a, a good mix of some new things and uh, not put too many just like renewed seasons though so that there's lots of uh, original stuff to check out for the season. Uh, so starting off with, of course, Rings of Power. Um... Now, if you look up, if you look this up online, obviously you'll get sort of the um, the very broad explanation of the show. It's like a prequel of sorts. Um, it's based on sort of like the some appendices of J.R.R. Tolkien's writings um, from before the the Lord of the Rings proper took place. Um, uh, other than that, unless you've kind of read these writings uh, of his, um, or you're like really delving into any leaked content for the show, you're not going to find too much information about the Rings of Power online. Um, they're being pretty secretive with it. Uh, so it can be... I guess as like epic and mind-blowing as possible for when it actually comes out. Um, Jeff Bezos's kid, I think he even said recently, his own kid was like, like, dad, don't, don't fuck the show up. Whatever you do, don't mess this up. So like, it better be good. It, it better be amazing. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, this is something that has been a long time coming. And, and there are a lot of fans that will will drag the creators if this if this show sucks. So it's something that I think uh, it's not it's not there's really no no margin of error allowed for Rings of Power. Um, so so we'll, we'll probably be reviewing that in subsequent episodes once that finally comes out. Um, at this point, uh, between my roommate and myself, we've got pretty much every single streaming service that you could have. 
to keep up to date with all the shows. So um, that's something that is a really big help in terms of doing the podcast is that um, I've got basically now a constant access to uh, the Netflix, the Crave, the Hulu, the uh, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, uh, whatever else is there, Roku, everything, YouTube, whatever you have. It, if you if it's there, we have it pretty much. So yeah, so go watch trailers for Rings of Power. Um, go get like all in your feelings. Uh, it's gonna be good. Um, uh, figure out who Meteor Beard guy is. Uh, figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Um, go look up all the crazy, um, costuming, all the unknowns that are gonna be in the show. Um, look up, uh, what the Rings of Power are. Just do some of your, just do some of your little LOTR research before the show comes out. Um, and, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it promises to be, um, a visual feast. It promises to be pretty true to the writings as, as per usual. Um, so I'm, I'm super fucking excited. I love Lord, everything Lord of the Rings. So, uh, yeah. Should be good. Uh, next is, um, a show that, uh, is extremely meta and, um, really spoke to me because it's, it's par kind of part of, um, it reminded me a little bit of, uh, this play that I had started writing a while back. Um... I kind of had similar uh, themes and, and plot of that uh, play, which was kind of interesting to me. So, um, essentially, um, it's uh, a show about a show. Um, it follows a... Um, it actually like on Hulu is referenced in the show and it um is about an early 2000s sitcom that Hulu reboots and the struggles of getting the show to be popular and relevant again with the the new slash old cast and the and and plot and whatever what have you so it's it, it focuses a lot on like the process of of writing, um, the process of, um, things that are funny that kind of stand the test of time, um, actors that are no longer kind of in the public eye, struggling to stay relevant, things like that. Um, it's, um, it's the same people that, uh, did Modern Family. Uh, so if you like Modern Family, then you're probably going to like the show Reboot. Um, not to be confused with the Canadian animated, digitally animated TV cartoon series from the 90s. This is a different reboot. Um, so that one looks pretty good as well. Um, also on Hulu, 
uh, welcome to Chippendales. <laughs> um, so, uh, kind of going off the energy of the Pam and Tommy series, which I found out later, which kind of made me upset that Pam, Pam Anderson did not condone Pam and Tommy and did not want it to come out, didn't want to watch it. She's just, like, very, um, upset about anything that to reference the, the sex tape coming out, so... She was not a fan of, she was not a fan of the show. Um, I thought it was pretty great. Uh, you know, it wasn't like the greatest show, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought the, the choice of actors was outstanding. Um, Seth Rogen, obviously, pretty jokes in pretty much anything he's in. So, yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, welcome to Chippendales. Um, and it is the story of Indian immigrant Soman Steve Banerjee, who becomes the unlikely founder of a male review that becomes a cultural phenomenon, a pop culture phenomenon, if you will. Uh, it's Kamal Nanjiani, who, as we all know, is in fact a snack, and he plays the guy who apparently helped found Chippendales. A bizarre saga of sex, drugs, and a, su a surprising amount of murder. Um, I will, in fact, be watching this show. It sounds absolutely fucking incredible. And uh, nothing can stop me from watching the show. Um, so that's the end of that. Uh, checked and checked. Uh, no, no further notes. Um, also kind of going off that same energy, uh, American Gigolo. Uh, some of you may know this was a movie that came out back in the day with Richard Gere. Uh, so it is now going to be a show on Showtime. Um, Showtime is also known for some of the spicy content. Uh, uh, is apparently Hulu as well. Uh, HBO, as we all know, is known for the spicy content. But American Gigolo on Sh Showtime is, is also qu quite well known for this as well. Um, so American Gigolo, the show, um, cast, yeah, TV series, here we go. Um, following Julian Kay after his wrongful conviction release, following 15 years in prison as he struggles to find his footing in the modern day LA sex industry and navigate complicated relationships. Uh, based on the 1980 film of the same name. So, uh, and John Bernthal plays Julian Kay in the TV show. Hmm, looks pretty good. Looks pretty dope. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell's in it. Random. Uh, premise. Yeah, that's basically, yeah, that's the premise. Uh, the frame that's looking for the truth about the frame that sent him to prison also all those years ago and hoping to reconnect with his one true love, Michelle. Uh, this was 15 years after being arrested for murder. So that's exciting. Um, that's a, a pretty big stretch in terms of, uh, reconnecting, coming back to it as a show, but... Um, you know what? It could be interesting. It could be kind of a fun little, little jaunt. I'm assuming it's gonna just have a lot of sex. 
um, as the main draw of the show, but um, maybe that's what you want to see. So, um, yeah, go go look at those naked butts, naked gigolo butts. Um, what other ones do we have here? We have a couple uh, fun ones coming out on Disney Plus and or, which is a Star Wars, another Star Wars offering. Um, I believe it's four years before wh where Rogue One would be in the timeline of Star Wars. Move, uh, Star Wars, um, and, uh, it's, uh, Diego Luna is playing the title character, uh, Andor is a rebel spy, um, and basically just kind of follows Andor through the early years of the rebellion, um, so should be good, um, and Rogue One, uh, if you, if you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's actually, like, a great movie in the newer, I think I would say, like, the best of, of any of the movies that came out in, like, the newer Star Wars movies in the franchise, honestly. Um, that and The Mandalorian, and, and, uh, I would say are, like, my favorite things that have come out for Star Wars at, like, in recent years. Um, so if you haven't seen either of those, I please like go check them out because it will, it will, if you don't like any of the new Star Wars shit, you, that will make you like it. And Andor looks like it's going to be great if it's based on, if it's a, a, any kind of anything to do with Rogue One, it should be, it should be amazing. So, uh, it's, uh, basically like kind of looking to be a bit more like a, a dark, like spy thriller sort of vibe and uh it comes out in it's supposed to come out at the end of September and then uh weekly episodes until November 23rd and they're already working on a second season so uh yeah it sounds pretty great um yeah so Andor is a spy uh, originally a thief who then becomes a revolutionary and eventually joins, joins the rebellion. Um, and so like, this is in the, again, as I said, the early days of the, when the rebel alliance is forming, uh, to oppose the empire, uh, the evil empire. So, um, that sounds pretty good. Also, uh, anybody remember the movie Willow from, uh, from back in the day? Um... Because they're coming out with TV series. Um, and the likely group of heroes sets off on a dangerous quest to places far beyond their home where they must face their inner demons and come together to save the, their world. Uh, based on characters by George Lucas, once again, we have that Lucasfilm connection there. Uh, so, of course, another Disney Plus offering there. Uh, Warwick Davis will be in this TV show. Um, it's, it's being touted as a dark fantasy. Um, it is based on and, uh, counting as a sequel to Willow, which came out in 1988 as a movie. Uh, it drops at the end of November. So like right at the end of the fall season, I guess you would say. Uh, sorry, fucking cat hair. Well, from when I picked up the cat, it's like still all over my face. 
um, produced by Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. Um, I don't really recognize anyone else who's in this movie, but yeah, we're with Davis. The only person you really need to know. The really only important person here. Um, episodes, we've got a couple TBA episodes. Uh, nothing else really that w they have, like, again, the breakdown of what the all the characters are. Uh, Warwick, Willow, Ufgood, who is a dwarf sorcerer. And, uh, yeah. Quests and adventures and journeys and quests and 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 danger and quests and demons both real and inner uh what's well, not to love so that's another one to watch out for um what else we have here oh abbott elementary elementary getting uh renewed for another season uh i think i mentioned another show that i was talking about uh with quinta brunson oh that was the weird all movie what she's in as well so um um the creator of this show um was a a buzzfeed and online actor for quite some time abbott elementary is now um come out and basically it's like a, a documentary style kind of mockumentary style similar to like the office um sort of thing or like uh uh, community little bit sort of thing um where you've got um you know t it's it's about like the public school system in america and it it both it both comments on the public school system as well as like just the character's personal relationship and like it personal struggles and things like that uh it's a, just a cute funny little show it's great uh it's on abc Check it out if you haven't seen it already. It's really great. Um, AMC. That's the other channel that we get. So uh, AMC. Which uh haven't really repped AMC in a little while. Honestly, like, not since, like, Mad Men, really. Um, and I guess The Walking Dead a little bit. Um, have I had uh, been standing AMC? Uh, this might change things, though. Uh, Interview with a Vampire. A new show that's coming out. Uh, cause who doesn't love our Anne Rice style vampire? Um, I like my, my vampires dandyish, bisexual as hell. Um, it's, uh, it's everything I want. Everything I didn't know I needed. Um, upcoming American gothic horror drama television series. Based on the 1976 novel of the same name. Um, they fully call out uh, Lestat's lover and protege as Louis. And uh, it premieres October 2nd. Uh, we're going to be moving from, into the TV shows of the more dark and scary and spooky and Halloween-y type ones right now as well. Um... Oh, Eric Bogosian's in it. Cool. Uh, he's a playwright that I really like, actually, so that's kind of cool. Um, an occasional actor. Uh, so, in, it, essentially, that's it, it, it is, as I said, it's uh, pretty much based on the, of the novel of the same name. 
it's kind of just a new TV franchise version of it. Um, high quality TV, AMC, you know that they bring the high quality stuff. Um, it was going to be on Hulu, but now AMC purchased the rights to it. And, uh, yep, series fully embracing the gay subtext of the original novel. Um, 1994 film adaptation was criticized for excluding this element. Uh, well, I mean, they all but, they all but bashed over the head with it when you really watch the movie. But, um, I mean, that's, I guess that's up for interpretation. Uh, they really, yeah, they don't actually come out and, like, fully say it. But, basically, uh, yeah, there will be, in fact, gay vampire shit, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, can't wait to see it. Very exciting. Uh, interview with a bunch of gay vampires. I love it so much. Um, and so then, finally on our list here, um, did I miss anything? No, we got everything. So... Uh, now for the extra super spooky scary stuff, we've got The Midnight Club, Cabinet of Curiosities, Wednesday, Cowboy Bebop, and Devil in Ohio. Uh, so those ones are all must-watch if you are into creepy stuff. Um, perfect Halloween watching, or pre-Halloween watching. Um, so I'll kind of go quickly through all of these. Uh, Midnight Club. Midnight Club, um, it's based on Christopher Pike, um, books, um, for if any of you guys remember the, like, creepy yet corny Christopher Pike book series, um, that we all know and love from back in the day, uh, it's basically, like, uh, it, it's an, it's a, one of the novels of the Christopher Pike series from, like, the early 90s, early to mid 90s. Um, and it follows eight patients. In this case, it's, uh, eight hospice patients. They meet up at midnight to tell each other stories. So, kind of similar to, if you, like, remember Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, the Midnight Society, where they would, like, meet in the woods. And, um, they would, like, light a bonfire and tell each other a scary story. Each, each person, each time they would meet, but one person would have to tell a scary story that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, it, it's essentially the one night they say the first one in the hospice to, um, to die in their group in the midnight club has to, uh, is responsible for communicating with the rest of the group from beyond the grave. And then one of them dies and then stuff happens from beyond the grave. Oh, and it's really creepy. So, uh, that one, definitely one to watch. Um, Cabinet of Curiosities. I want to say that's another, I want to say that's another Guillermo del Toro one. Um, Cabinet of Curiosities. Anthology of Sinister Stories. Uh, yeah, it is Guillermo del Toro. Um... And it's actually an anthology format. And there's 
several different directors that are involved in this project. So that one sounds super cool. Um, there isn't a ton of information about it. It's supposed to drop October 25th. That one sounds super cool. Um, can't wait to watch that. That sounds super creepy. Uh, it features eight unique horror stories to class to challenge the classical horror genre. Two episodes are written by Del Toro himself. Others are written and directed by other various filmmakers. Yeah, that sounds actually amazing. And that is going to be um, on Netflix. Uh, we also have Wednesday uh, of obviously Adam's Family. You guys all know that one. Um, so it's focusing just on Wednesday Adams. Um, and strangely enough, it is being advertised as a comedy series. Um, which is kind of funny. Starring Jenna Ortega as Wednesday. Oh man, there's going to be so many good people. Basically, the premise is that she um, is a high school student uh, attempting to master her psychic powers um, and be a normal teenager, so, something to that effect, but also being very much not a normal teenager. Um, so that one looks pretty dope. There's a lot of uh, good actors and uh, some cameos that look like are going to happen. Including one by potentially one of the original actors that played Wednesday in the Adam Family movies. Um, next, we have Devil in Ohio. Thriller series. Um, a psychiatrist takes in a young patient who escapes from a cult, putting her family and life in danger. Um, it is... Um, I'm really into cults and conspiracy theories and stuff like that, so this sounds right up my alley. Um, Zoe Deschanel, or no, Emily Deschanel, sorry, one of the Deschanels. Emily Deschanel is in it. Um, and, uh, essentially it's like it's sort of getting deprogrammed from this cult, but the cult still, I guess it sounds like it's, uh, still looming in the background it's kind of like a suspense thriller uh it's based on a, on a book of the same name devil in ohio and it will also be on netflix uh it's supposed to be getting released tomorrow so that one sounds pretty exciting um and of course cowboy bebop how could we forget cowboy bebop and there's been a lot of um talk about this as well um and how it is potentially going to be very bad. Um, so, uh, they were going to have like a, a new season coming out of this. Um, oh, so now there's sort of like talk of, is it like, was it canceled? Was it not? Um, there, there was supposed to be like some kind of animated series coming out for it. Uh, there's still a lot of talk about it. Um, it remains to be seen what's going on with Cowboy Bebop. Um, if they're going to redo it, if there's like what what kind of iteration it's supposed to be coming out as. We keep hearing different things, but um, 
only time will tell about that. So that'll probably be in a subsequent episode as well because uh, um, basically um, there, there's an article that just came out uh, this past month. Um, so they're just talking about like the anime series um, and like how the original anime versus the series and like the, the live action all like kind of came together to, you know, like the live action series basically got canceled after one season, a few weeks in, and now we're hoping that it might get some fresh life, but we'll, we'll see time. As I said, time will tell. Um, we're going to move on to music now. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot. So this is going to be the big finish here. Um, when it comes to music, um, I have a lot of different, uh, I have a, a very eclectic sort of take, take on uh, and tastes in terms of what, uh, I enjoy for music. Um, it's kind of a big, um, it's extremely important, uh, you know, picking the right songs to go with the right sort of mood, the right situations, things like that. Um, so, with that being said, um, there's a lot of things that we're bringing to the table here in terms of music suggestions. So, um, I think that, uh, before we get into that, we'll take a little break and, um, we will, uh, come back in a couple minutes with the rest of the musical offerings and then that'll kind of round out the, uh, the video here. So... I will return shortly. Uh, I once again want to thank everybody who helped to make this possible um, and uh, everybody who's showing their support by liking, following, and subscribing. Um, I really appreciate you. Um, and as I said before, please, uh, any suggestions, questions, comments, concerns uh, will be welcomed and addressed uh, in a timely manner. So I really hope that you guys will do your best to provide me with feedback and uh, let me know what you think. Okay, we will come back in just a moment. Yeah. Okay. 
Milton's customer journey builder has helped businesses achieve four times more orders. It helps businesses automate their marketing to stay top of mind with personalized messages based on their customer data. Now, Mac can focus on making bigger posts. Knowing that Milton's customer journey builder has helped businesses like his achieve four times more orders. Mailchimp, marketing automations built for growing businesses. Are you ready to take the next step? It's so important, you know, for the international educators doing after nursing in North America. When you come to Sheridan in your Alright everybody, we're back. That was a nice little musical interlude there. Is Nikki is Nikki on the list? No, she's not. Um but honorable mention for sure. Um because you can't go wrong. But again, like I like like the other two lists, there are way too many to fit on the entire list. And we've got less than twenty minutes left. To wrap this up, this went way longer than I thought. Of course, this is the first episode, so the other ones may not be this long. There was a lot to cover here. So, since we kind of already know the general uh, genre and sound of a lot of these artists, I won't describe too much of what the album will sound like or what we have in store. I'm kind of just going to go over each artist and the name of the album. And that'll kind of give you a general idea of, I think, what what to expect. So, starting with some of the harder stuff, um, we've got a new Disturbed album, um, which I'm super excited for. Uh, we also have an album from The Who, uh, that's spelled the H-U. Uh, they are a Mongolian metal band um, and their new album Rumble of Thunder is coming out. Uh, we also have a new one from Lamb of God called Omens. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, new album Patient Number 9 uh, and Slipknot the end so far. Um, so if you're into harder rock or metal music we've got some good ones from them. Um, just seeing if there's anything else on here that kind of fits into that. Um, there's a new Dead Kennedys album coming out, Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. Um, I guess punk inspired, not like metal, but sort of that, that sort of area. 
Um, then we've got a lot of what I guess you would consider indie music on a lot of these lists with a few pop offerings thrown in, I guess you would sort of describe it as. Um, so we've got Two Door Cinema Club, um, Stereo Lab, The Afghan Wigs. So we've got a few really good indie albums coming out there. Uh, Santi Gold, uh, formerly Santo Gold, now Santi Gold for a few years now, uh, coming out with a new album. Uh, Sampa the Great, and, and when I looked this album up, I wasn't sure if it was called Arrangements or As Above, So Below. When I looked it up, there were two different names that came up. So I'm pretty sure the album is called As Above, So Below. But if you haven't heard of Sampa the Great, um, I strongly urge you to have a listen. Really, really good stuff. Um, uh, what's some other, uh... They're kind of just in sort of a uh, a genre of their own, really. Um, uh, also on this list, we've got uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Death Cab, Cab has a new album coming out. Uh, the Mars Volta uh, with a self-titled album. Um, Christine and the Queens. Uh, I believe Christine has now changed names, but I'm not exactly sure, but it's still listed as Christine and the Queens as of this article and website that I was uh, using to reference. Uh, Tegan and Sarah, new album from Tegan and Sarah, Crybaby. Uh, Beth Orton. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, Beth Orton... Um, I believe she is married to, or was married to, Beck. Um, and she did a bunch of, um, she, she's known for Folktronica. That sort of, like, sub-sub-genre known as Folktronica. Um, and, uh, so very interesting music, for sure. And, uh, I would highly recommend you check out Beth Orton. Um. No, she's married to someone else. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Anyway. Um. Maya Hawk from Stranger Things. Uh, is coming out with an album as well. Very cool. Uh, Stranger Things. There's so as I mentioned, there's a lot of TV shows that were that were released before the fall, uh, and therefore did not make it on this list. Um, however, Maya Hawk still made it on this list. Uh, was not aware that Maya Hawk was a musician, but they have a, an album Moss coming out. Very interesting. Um, who else do I have on this list that's indie? Uh, well, I guess sort of the 1975. The 1975 has a new album coming out. Uh, Bjork. I don't know if I consider Bjork that indie anymore. I guess she's kind of pretty mainstream at this point. Fossera. That's 
new album coming out from Bjork. Uh, Shy Girl, Nymph. Uh, Shy Girl's really cool artist. Uh, might know them from TikTok. They uh, have some pretty cool shit. Uh, always, spelled with two V's instead of a W. Because that's what the hipsters do. Um, have a new album coming out. Uh, and, um, now we'll move to, we have some, so, some new, uh, the re-releases of albums coming out. So, Miles Davis, That's What Happened, 1982 to 1985, Bootleg Series, Volume 7. Quite a mouthful. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I love Miles Davis. Um, so, uh, that's a really good re-release, uh, pretty solid um, not, not as much like the, the heyday of Miles Davis, but, um, still a really good, interesting, um, bootleg compilation to look out for. Uh, we have a Lou Reed, Words and Music, May 1965. So a little bit, I guess, in terms of, like, mentioning heydays, uh, more so for Lou Reed. So you check, maybe check that one out as well. Uh, we have Pink Floyd Animals 2018 release, or sorry, remix, I should say. Uh, so there's that. And then we also have uh, Joni Mitchell Archives Volume 3, The Asylum Albums. So some good re-releases to look out for. And then finally, um, we'll go through some of the more mainstream and uh, pop stuff that I have on the list here. So, uh, New John Legend is coming out. Um, we also have Blackpink. Uh, not so guilty, guilty pleasure. Blackpink on the list. Anybody who likes K-pop, um, and is not living under a rock, uh, knows Blackpink by now. Uh, they've done a few big songs with, uh, some of, uh, North American artists. So, check out Blackpink. Michelle Branch. Any of us remember Michelle Branch? Um, we have a new album from her, The Trouble with Fever. Uh, Rina Sawayama, Hold the Girl. Uh, Willow, Coping Mechanism. I fucking love Willow. Absolutely love Willow. Um, just listen to anything Willow has ever done, please. Uh, oh, Magdalena Bay. I don't really know. I think Magdalena Bay actually falls under indie still. I don't know if anyone really knows who they are yet. Um, kind of, kind of nostalgic for me. Kind of reminds me of like when I used to do the whole like duet thing, the singing and guitar thing uh, a few years back. Um, if you like, if you're into churches, um, that sort of vibe. Um, uh, that, that's, that's kind of what I would describe them as sounding like, um, or like, kind of like lights a little bit, um, but it's like a duo, sort of like pop, pop duo, sort of, but like indie. They're really good, um, highly recommend. I just, I just heard, heard one of their songs the other day, so, um, uh, highly recommend them. Um... Who else is on here? Uh, oh, Arctic Monkeys. Uh, finally, a new al album from Arctic Monkeys. Um, big fans of them. Kid Cudi. 
and Intergalactic. That's another highly anticipated one from Kid Cudi. Uh, Tov, Tovlu. Uh, Tovlu. Uh, I fucking love as well. Um, she's amazing. Uh, there's already a lot of songs we've heard off of this new album that have come out. So um, I highly recommend you check out the rest of the songs that are dropping. Um, she's like she's an amazing songwriter. Uh, she's done collabs with a whole bunch of different people as well. That I keep finding out about, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, she's she's a really really amazing uh, artist. Um, Pixies, new album from Pix from Pixies, and of course we've heard the one song, the new song that dropped. But yeah yeah yeah's, uh, cool it down. Finally a new album from yeah yeah yeah's. Very excited for that. Um, so there was a lot there. To take in. Um, I'll try and figure out a way to, to list this, to have this entire list um, transcribed and put in somewhere into the description, I guess, or somewhere uh, posted in with the podcast notes somewhere so that you guys can see it. Um, but yeah, you can always just kind of go back through the through the video. I guess stop and start it. But yeah, um, there's a lot of really good ones. And then finally, we're taking a last little quick breather here. Go ahead and grab some water. We'll do a quick little update on video games, books, and plays. So, uh, I'm not a huge gamer. Um, we're gonna do a whole separate episode on on plays, books, and games because I think that um, as someone who doesn't really read that much anymore, I think it's like a good it would be a good way to do an episode just to kind of get me back into that sort of um, the sort of habit of reading and analyzing books and like doing this whole book club thing. Uh, same with plays. I don't really go to plays anymore. I don't, I'm not in plays really anymore. Which kind of sucks. It kind of is what it is. But again, maybe a good way to get me kind of back into that whole aspect of uh, culture. And in terms of gaming, um, there aren't a ton of games that I'm playing at the moment. Um, I have a small list of games to check out. Um, I've only played one of them on this list myself uh but i have a whole list here of games to check out possibly for your personal uh assessments here uh so top of the list tip top of the list cult of the lamb cult of the lamb i can't say enough good things about this game uh please download it as soon as you can it's um it's been described as if uh, as a cross between hades and Animal Crossing. Um, and it was a very good description. You basically play a lamb who is saved from sacrifice by a particular god and in return for immortal life you have to start a cult in their name essentially. <laughs> so that's basically all, all that I'll say about it and then it kind of goes from there. You can go to easy, medium, hard, or extra hard mode, and uh, basically you 
Uh, it's like kind of like a hack and slash dungeon room style game. Uh, and then you have like a home, home camp where your cult lives and you do like Animal Crossing style, uh, you know, like grinding tasks to and, and, and complete quests and stuff with your cult uh, in order to level up. And then you uh, collect resources and fight baddies and uh, kill bosses and, and all that fun stuff. It's a great game. Can't say enough good things about it. Please download it. Um, other honorable mentions include Stray, which I haven't downloaded yet, but I plan on doing. Uh, it's basically about a stray cat and living in a dystopian uh, society, and you have to help this cat get back home through by, you know, figuring out puzzles and, and finding clues and fighting bad guys and stuff. Um, we also have, like, some of the, um, you know reissue like sequel games and reissue games so we've got splatoon 3 uh all sport games all sport balls uh nba 2k23 pga 2k23 nhl 23 uh overwatch 2 um god of war ragnarok we, we love kratos pokemon scarlet and violet uh jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle really interested in checking that one out um, I'm a little scared um, uh, Train Sim World Valkyrie Elysium Dragon Ball The Breakers Sonic Frontiers and Goat Simulator interested in that one as well uh, so those are some games to check out video games uh, you know uh, that I may be interested in um some books to mention here. Um, we've got a uh, graphic novel, Ducks, Two Years in the Oil Sands by Kate Beaton. Um, if I Survive You by Jonathan Escoffery. And My Pinup by Hilton Owls. Um, as well as Africa Risen, which is a compilation of uh, African sci-fi and fantasy fiction. Um, and plays. Uh, we have, of course, And Juliet, which is getting a lot of rave reviews recently um uh there is actually a, a musical coming out about k-pop um Ream out of 1776 and uh death of a salesman and leopoldstadt um by tom stoppard which um are all uh promised to be great viewing um and that this concludes the fall hot list everybody so just in the nick of time thank you so much for joining me to this evening uh this should all be posted by tomorrow um hopefully gonna get it done in the next 10 minutes but uh if not you should see it online tomorrow so thank you again uh once again we post the podcast every week uh please join us next time uh the next title should be posted uh, around this time next week and uh once again please hit me up if you want to do any kind of guest hosting or join me for an interview we will conclude with the live music portion next time since we ran out of time but thank you again for coming to fantasy tavern and uh, we'll see you next time